before we begin this conversation right i just want to set uh, the context so to all the malayalis listening or watching uh, this conversation including the one i'm about to talk to i just have like this apology as well as like a confession okay so i was born into a malayali household but my growing up years my upbringing has been completely different so i don't even speak much malayalam the only malayalam that i know uh was what i learned through the last few years watching malayalam films so when i used to go to my uh, grandparents house when i was small that was the only access i had to you know kerala uh, otherwise i have been uh, mostly living in bombay or uh, chennai or even assam because my parents used to work in the bank and i used to get transferred a lot uh, malayalam is one thing and then secondly uh, whatever malayalam films i watched in the last maybe 10 years or something like that i thought i knew a lot about malayalam cinema but it turns out that i really don't know much i am pretty much a noob and thankfully i am in a stage of my life where i can say that i don't know anything and then i can talk to people who actually know about the things that they things that i am curious about which brings me to my next guest which is vishal menon of uh, film companion south just leading on from what i was saying right um the only movie that i watched before i think 2013 or 2014 the only malayalam movie that i watched in the theater was this film called kirichundan uh, mambaram okay uh, which was the only uh, malayalam film that i watched in the theater and i based my entire opinion on malayalam films based on just that movie because no one in my family liked it i don't know did did the film work Uh, it was okay. It wasn't a flop or anything, but uh, it, it was a reasonably like successful movie. The songs were a big hit and all that. So it, it, yeah. you can't call it a super hit, but yeah. it, it was a okay kind of a movie. Yeah, everybody watched it. Yeah. So I think uh, when we were growing up, my dad, my mom used to tell me we should watch Malayalam films and all that because they would always watch these films on Asianet and everything, and then hmm. they'll be watching this. very old like 80s 90s movies and obviously as a kid you are not like you don't feel like watching those movies because it's like all slow mm. and then every someone is crying near the pillar in the house or something like that and that's <laughs> all but i really didn't know the magic behind it then what happened was um 2011 i think i saw this poster okay i had no idea because i can't read malayalam what it was i heard that the film is called chapakurish so i was like okay mm. whatever idea i had of malayalam film uh, was just broken with that poster alone but i couldn't watch it because we didn't have ott or anything back then and it wasn't releasing i didn't i don't think it released in theaters at that time where i was then we heard about this film called bangalore days in uh, i think 2014 2013 2014 or something like that ah 1314 yeah 1314 then i went and watched it with my family because everyone was excited even tamilians everyone around me were talking about it and then we was like okay fine let's see what the big deal is it released in satyam so we went and watched it and i was like oh shit this is something else in the sense it's about cousins it's about three cousins which i have not seen such a story being told even in tamil cinema or any other uh, this thing because mostly indian stories are mainly about you know 25 plus or 30 plus uh, couple in love man and woman husband wife maybe sometimes family story but never of like three cousins mm. and then the way it was told and everything it was really really interesting um mm. the way it was shot the way the music was, and then i got hooked then i watched a film in 2015 which pretty much changed my life it's called premam a lot of people oh. say it's overrated and everything is it a, like is that, it a very small movie is it a very indie film i haven't heard of that film much <laughs> premam is it okay <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah 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 see see when i when i went to watch it obviously that one that was a movie which didn't even have a trailer right it just came out of nowhere and i think in the first one week there was some kind of controversy in kerala that time i correctly went to visit kerala and uh, hmm. i think a lot of one thing was a piracy issue it got pirated and everything yeah. and secondly secondly i think a lot of school kids and college kids were going to watch it like doing like a mass bunk yeah. and uh, going so there was like a problem over there so i was like okay fine maybe when i get to chennai i'll try to get like a dvd or something but thankfully it released in chennai it released in satya it released a week other. late it released yeah. a week yeah. late i was like like yeah like there's so much hype going on about this movie in kerala but it didn't even release and really exactly. shitty movies reached the exact same day in uh, in uh, chennai so uh, it was really weird why premam didn't release in chennai on that particular day so yeah yeah huh. so it it came out and then it released in satyam and few theaters and all i didn't get tickets in satyam i was like what is going on like it's a malayalam film uh, i didn't know so many people watch malayalam films over here so then i got this random uh, show uh, like a 11 o'clock show 11 pm show in anuiga theater in chetpet uh, <laughs> which is a theater i used to go since i was like really small and that that movie i don't like i don't even know how to explain like it gave me the feeling of what interstellar gave me like not in terms of <laughs> complexity or anything it's exactly yeah, yeah, opposite yeah. in terms of story story structure there was no story but i was like completely sucked into this world they're just talking about you know marks and girls and and there's not much really that happens in a movie it's just this one guy three stages of his life and i was like oh you can make a movie like this also and he's showing shots of food and ants and all these you know that sarbat kaskas all of these so i was like okay something new is going on here then i was like completely hooked and then i think i have started developing my taste in malayalam cinema but even now like i said i really don't know much so that is what this conversation is about this conversation is mainly about malayalam cinema we'll be going back and forth we will be getting a lot of recommendations and uh, filmmakers and everything from your side because um, i uh, looked upon this article by you uh, which i told you about uh, the most visually stunning malayalam movies ever made and i think i knew like five or six out of those movies and there's so many movies that i don't know about so we're going to be getting into that and uh, like i have i have my notebook i'm going to take notes and stuff so we're just waiting for you to drop all the recommendations but what do you think makes malayalam cinema amazing from your perspective yeah before i start with that i have to like i think maybe a couple of weeks back or something i mean i follow you on twitter and you posted uh, about how you watched narodi kata on mobi right and uh, i'm like i know that you're a malayali but for for a malayali to post about narodi kata and saying i discovered narodi kata like two weeks back when it came on mobi like even that that the term that narodi kata is a movie you discover on mobi i felt like oh this is so cute you know like <laughs> narodi kata is like uh, i don't know uh, in terms of pop culture it's like shole for us okay of course it's not as i don't think narodi kata is a blockbuster like shole but like uh, if if you've lived in kerala if you're talking to malayalis there's probably like a narodi kata reference coming in at least once every 3 or 4 days it's like the the shole of uh malayalam cinema so so i'm 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 trying to kind of take you to movie i'm i'm not claiming to be an expert or anything but this is like okay one basic one 101 course on 
uh, Malayalam cinema view- viewing. That's how I'm kind of uh, thinking about this whole conversation. Now, of course, I'm not trying to get into that whole socio-political thing about how like politics has influenced Malayalam cinema and why it's a little more serious and all those kind of a thing. But generally, from all from all the people I've kind of spoken to about Malayalam cinema in all these years, right? There's generally been one thread about how okay, Malayalam cinema cannot be flashy, right? It it cannot mm-hmm. afford to be it it cannot seduce you with grandness to a large extent because. uh malayalis are generally uh, like uh, if, especially if you talk to talk to like film lovers in chennai you generally feel that they are they love tamil cinema and they love english cinema they would have seen what five or six hindi movies they would have seen uh, five or six malayalam movies and five or six telugu movies but basically they they are huge nolan fans they are huge fincher fans they they tarantino fans and then they of course know tamil cinema completely so a lot of people are like that but in malayalam when it comes to malayalam movie buffs or whatever they of course love malayalam cinema they 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 love tamil cinema they they weirdly love allu arjun they love uh, mahesh babu they have that thing going on and they generally love hindi cinema apart from english and all the downloads and foreign cinema uh, uh, world cinema thing happening but when it comes to actually bringing people to the theater Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, um, like malayalam cinema being a self sufficient kind of industry it's like you need to be inventive you're like you need to do something different to survive uh, and it's uh, all the stories generally all the stories that we hear about the great directors are about those those like 5 minute pitches or those 10 minute pitches uh, which kind of leads to a movie you know it's not just about being insiders making movies eventually and all that so it's uh, it's got to be those in, like fascinating concepts uh with limited budgets that they come and they explore and then they they become they, then they earn their way up to through that stardom and through budgets and stuff like that so whoever's kind of made it in malayalam cinema it's very very rare that their first film itself was like a big budget star vehicle and all that everybody's kind of in some way or the other uh, come up the hard way uh, or in in the case of this major directors who came up in the 2000s they might have come they they might have kind of uh, taken that star route to make their first or second film but then they reinvented themselves pretty quickly uh, it's it's like you if you need to survive you need to make something damn unique and damn uh like uh, way weird and strange and stuff like that so uh, one thing you said uh which really struck me right malayalam cinema is not flashy that's what you said that one particular term and then that's that's one thing that i've noticed in malayalam cinema also because uh, compared to any other industry um if you take hindi cinema in the 90s uh it was all about catering to like an nri audience because of you know hmm. aditya chopra karan johar all of these things so from that point onwards for the next 15 years or you know 20 years kind of like that it was all about taking a protagonist uh, setting him in new york or uh, you hmm. know wherever london or something like that all the movies were like that and it was more about urban characters and uh, you know because there was like certain market that they were serving and i think in the last for five years none of that stuff is working uh, even hindi mm. cinema is taking a beating in terms of that and now they are going back to what malayalam cinema has been doing greatly like in the sense going back to their roots setting it in like a particular uh, town like a small town or a small city or something like that so they are doing that tamil cinema is is a mixed bag like they want to go local 
uh, there are a lot of stories that are rooted. Some filmmakers do it amazingly well. Like take you take uh, Ranjit or Vetri Maran or anything like that. But most other films, um, they are still you know they are a little confused about how to make it. Like the stories are all uh, the stories are not rooted. A lot of the stories are taken from maybe Korean films or uh, you know other. uh films from around the world and anything and even in the making they try to be a little bit flashy lot of slow motion stuff i see none of that in uh, malayalam cinema of course there are few examples mm. which have like a highly stylized version or something like that but like if you take a lijo uh, uh lijo's work his film making style is very very different you you you've not seen anything like that the shots and all that the the grandeur all of that is there but the story it's happening somewhere next in the in like the next road or something like if you take angamali diaries you know there are a lot of lot of the stuff is happening in like the like a small street f- full of like green stuff and everything so you've grown up ma- majorly in kerala right like for the first i guess for the first 14 yeah, years of your 14 life you years. were in kerala yeah 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 so what do you think the influence of kerala has um in their films because while everyone is trying to tell stories from outside there's a sense of this rooted culture that is there and i can ask you only because you've stayed for 14 years in kerala and then you come to chennai and then you travel to different different places so uh, if if you were still in kerala i i can't really ask you to articulate right in terms of what is it about kerala so what is growing up in kerala like and how does it make its way into you know popular culture no of course uh, i'll uh, like i'm somebody who grew up who's like film watching year right like the, the first time you're allowed to like with your pocket money or whatever the first time you're allowed to go and watch movies by yourself uh, that's in the 2000s predominantly maybe like 2002 2003 to around 2000 i mean whatever like after that you become 18 you can watch whatever you want but that that's that film the independent film watching years of mine was pretty much one of the lowest periods for malayalam cinema okay mm. so it's it's I, 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 it, like it's the opposite of what i kind of explained about this particular generation the 2000s were were the time where we were really trying to compete with uh, tamil cinema and telugu cinema in terms of scale and flashiness and all that uh, mohanlal had that whole superhuman series of films it started with arandamburan and all that like arandamburan uh, narasimha mustad and he start, he probably did like about six or seven films like that where he's beating up 50 people 60 people like that uh, that those kind of mass movies the same time mamuti was kind of uh, doing these films uh, where he where it would be generally comedies of course it's a mass movie uh but the there'll the generally be a, a comedy kind of a thing where he's got this he picks up one particular accent okay it started with this uh, blockbuster called uh, rajamanikam of course he acted in this movie called tommanum makkalam just uh, one or two years before that but rajamanikam was again one of those industry hits okay the same way narasimham in 2000 was an industry hit so the second narasimham came and the second rajamanikam came both of them started doing a lot of these similar kind of films right so that was what the two superstars were doing in the 2000s of course there are exceptions there were directors like blessy and all that who really tanmatra really and all of those yeah tanmatra and all tanmatra yeah. and kalcha and palanga yeah. and all that at the, even in that particular period but generally the two stars were doing these kind of films hmm. so the uh, only other superstars who kind of came up in this period was dilip and uh, uh, prithviraj so prithviraj is kind of like i think he kind of came early to early his sensibility is probably the 2010 sensibility but he's working with slightly older generation of directors 
so he kind of had those in between films where it's neither mass nor really beautiful classy films so he kind of had hits and of course he had a few hits and few good movies with like directors like lal jos and all that uh, but the other alternative was with those dilip films dilip again dilip also had one or two really good films like nisha madhavan and all that which is problematic now but at that time it was a blockbuster we didn't know better all those kind of things so the entire 2000s was a really everything that you're saying about malayalam was the opposite like i'll tell you an example i i studied in boarding school in kambathur i remember my north indian friends they came they came with me to kochin once because they can't go back to their hometown or whatever they came they came to kochin with me and this living with me so when we when we're going around in an auto to some place they're looking at the posters of the malayalam films and they're laughing because i remember there is a mammootty film that time uh, playing called and the name of the film is bus conductor okay oh. they find it so amusing that there's a film called bus conductor play and that the, the guy who's acting in that is supposed to be this massive superstar uh, and stuff like that so they're thinking i'm not able to really argue with them because what they're saying is like i can't defend myself and say bro this is not malayalam cinema malayalam cinema was uh, 10 years ago and 15 years ago and all that because that was a really like a very like lean kind of a period and that's the period when i think most of us kind of turned to tamil cinema and were like dude like this is where the shit is at you know no it's not just it's not just um, like super like rajinikanth films is super like like subramanya puram and all that like i i remember feeling jealous you know it's not it's not uh, that i love it's not just that i love the film but i'm feeling like dude i'm feeling like how why isn't this happening in malayalam you know because you have that 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 ownership over it and you know so that is the phase that all of us grew up in hmm. it's i mean especially in my generation so it's not like we grew up uh, we have a great taste in cinema because we grew up with great malayalam movies or anything like that even in the 2000s the movies that all of us used to love and all of us used to keep talking about were the movies of the late 80s and early 90s the majority of the films from 95 to maybe 2011 where of course apart from this, the odd exceptions here and there was generally disappointing so mm. there was this movie called pokire raja for instance a really big budget film then where it was both mammootty and prithviraj in that film and i remember it being like a big news that uh, there is a, uh, in mammootty's entry there are some i, I don't know 40 or 50 innovas or something like that like his his entry is that he makes his entry in some sports car and there are some 50 innovas behind him or something like that is there something yeah. that happened in the late 90s that made them think okay we have to do something different or it was just like a natural progression of things hey, this again there are a lot of theories about this uh, like uh, like some other writers uh, uh, that uh, like w- what they say is it's like mammootty and mohanlal they become mega stars right they become yeah. a mega stars in their own right and they 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 have to play characters that are 40 plus Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they become such superstars in terms of uh, you know their entire business and their entire market uh, market position and stuff like that that it's really risky for them to uh, do films beyond their earning capacity and do films beneath their uh, what you market value like for them to take a risk became extremely like complicated it's like what can you do when you've got two, two major stars basically running the industry how much room do you have for like variations and you know unique stories and all that so it kind of got stuck in one place uh, everything kind of clicked together with uh, like great directors writers music directors and actors all that that movement only kind of came together in the 2010s 
even if you if you ask any malayali who grew up on malayalam cinema uh, they probably have seen about 70 or 80% of all mammootty mohanlal movies of the 80s they've probably seen every movie even the super flop movies of mammootty and mohanlal in the uh, what do you call it in the 90s it's only if you talk to them about 2000s and 2010s there is actually like gaping holes in their viewing cycles and there are movies that they haven't seen even though it's like a mammootty mohanlal movie and you know so what what changed in uh, 2010 2011 what started happening see like uh, generally the film that that regarded as the start of this new wave is of course chapakarishas i think is a little later but there's a film mm-hmm. called traffic which huh. came and uh, it, it's a yeah new set of writers uh, actors were all like a slightly smaller actors uh, then uh, there's a movie called salt and pepper that came out i think that same year or the next year it's like these are all like these are not star films uh, uh, but they're making money and it's like they really everything was different about those films you know mm-hmm. it's like uh, uh, the stories that they're trying to kind of it, it, they took us back to the kind of films that used to be made in the 80s yeah. you know like uh, really unique kind of storylines uh, interesting kind of like the editing pattern was different for instance in traffic and all that editing was very different uh, you know so started with those two films and then uh, films like chapa kurishu and all that when that becomes a hit you're like you can start 22 fk you know, such a unique kind of a film but right? of course it's borrowed in parts uh from other movies and all that but it it was a unique experience like it was changing you could sense that the industry was changing and uh, like i'll tell you even the poster started looking different yeah 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 it's not just it's not just something very basic here and there and all that the poster started looking different multiplexes started opening in in kochi uh kochi mm. and in trivandrum and i think even in calicut maybe around that time so uh, yeah, there are people who wanted to spend 1 120 150 rupees and watch movies in like really comfortable kind of uh, uh, backdrops and the, the entire crowd of people who probably like you know uh, don't watch who had kind of stopped watching malayalam movies or uh, the kind of people who are only watching old malayalam movies those people start coming back to the theaters at least even if it's in the multiplexes and stuff like that was it like an influx of people from the gulf or anything like that who went to study outside or maybe something like that or um who who are these new no. voices that came up and how did why did it take them so long to come or was it just coincidence at that point of time yeah it's it's pretty much coincidence even if you look at uh, uh, a lot of the people who are like really uh, like top stars right now they they are quite like dulkar is mamuti's son fahad is fasil's son lijojus uh, pilisheri's an actor's uh, son so oh, there okay. are like a lot of them yeah a lot of them are insiders they're like second generation uh uh insiders or or just making their mark on their own right now fahad actually had a movie uh release in uh, i think maybe early 2000 i think 2002 he acted in a movie that his father directed but that is definitely not his film there was somebody else making decisions for him and he did a movie uh and it didn't work you know hmm. so when he came back and he kind of reinvented himself it just became something else because he had that ecosystem mm-hmm. you know so i wouldn't call it any one particular trend especially generally the the issue like a, 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 one of the main complaints people have about the films of 2000s where the was the influx of gulf money 
there's apparently mm. a lot of nra money they, like a lot of producers with a lot of money coming into malayalam cinema because they want to make a mohanlal film or a mammootty film uh, those producers are willing to pay like huge salaries but they don't know how production works they come they make one big flop movie and then they go back so it's not that it's not money in terms of uh, what do you call it like it's not like malayalam cinema had no money or anything like that it's just that the right kind of producers were in there uh there were producers who would take big risks uh uh with actors like you know vinay srinivasan and fahad fasal and that happened only in the 2000s uh, 2010s of course right now it's a time where you know the top 10 stars like even their even their flops make 20 crores 25 crores you know it's like a damn good time for malayalam hmm. cinema so hmm. yeah uh what you mentioned uh, you mentioned salt and pepper okay so i have a, like a slightly um slightly off thing to ask you okay since you mentioned salt and pepper there were more movies like uh, that which had to do a lot with food suddenly because hmm. and this is this is what i know uh, you have salt and pepper you have ustad hotel and then uh, uh, you have so many movies which are slightly related to food like angamali diaries where there's a lot of influence hmm. of food in it what is this thing with uh, malayalam cinema and food and like what what is what is like the significant connection and was this happening from before or it started happening only after uh, you know the 2010 period the the reason why we feel all these things in these movies right maybe salt and pepper is explicitly about food so that's different but yeah. angamali diaries and premam and all that you feel like you feel the wood of that bench because you because you can uh, you are you're seeing that cuscus and you know it's appealing to you using another sense right yeah. it's generally people it's been done before okay especially in uh, uh, marathi cinema and all that there is a movie called gun the something like that which is about smell about about it really delves into that concept of smell and it really makes you understand that movie very differently because of that but in malayalam cinema it's like to kind of set you in that place to make you feel like you are an alua to make you feel like you are an angamali it uses food so beautifully in especially these two movies and it's not even it, it's it's so economical it's really instead of telling you like one like one animated back story of that place if they just tell you like three four quick cuts of the pork or something and you know, like you, you completely get the history of that place you know yeah. it's so it's ingenious that way i'm not saying it's like original or they invented it or anything like that but it's a damn economical nice handy way of taking us into that place yeah. so there is no i mean it's not unique to malayalam cinema or anything but uh especially when it comes to salt and pepper and all that it just appealed to us differently because even that opening uh, two or three minute uh, that introduction song that uh, the credit song or whatever that was it like you know like like if you are hungry you are screwed you are completely screwed if you are starting to watch salt and pepper so it is like that you know because you you said to think about the hunger right like uh, when we went to watch angamali diaries the show was supposed to started like 9:30 or something and we were supposed to go eat somewhere and then go to satyam uh, I, i think it was satyam only and then watch it but like uh, i don't know unfortunately the restaurant was something was closed uh was closed or the the way we wanted to eat and then we we just realized that the show was actually much earlier uh, we didn't see the ticket properly so we had to rush and go and then the movie started and then the entire first half is just about them talking about food or making it and then the squishing that uh, put the bara mm. and all, all of those yeah, uh, yeah. kappa bara yeah. all of those things and yeah. like it really really left just fucked to the head and then we couldn't <laughs> wait we couldn't we couldn't even sit there we just had to wait for the interval and that too it's such a gripping movie you don't really look forward mm. to the interval but you 
you know have to wait for the interval so you have to get popcorn and coke we didn't get anything before the show so that, that was one experience that i had so speaking of the 2000 2011 now we'll get to you know all of the uh, movies you know the recommendations that you know that you you should give us and everything but who are the people who are the main filmmakers writers actors who kind of started who? this renaissance uh, movement in 2010 2011 period yeah so these guys were already there uh, 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 you know in, in fact the irony is uh, if you talk about the those list of those films that uh, the director who made rajamanikam right uh, anwar rashid uh, he kind of completely changed that part of the mid 2000s because mamuti started acting in those movies right of course i love a lot of them i'm not saying I, I, yeah. those films are beneath me or anything like that i love some of them uh, but anwar rashid actually has been very instrumental even in the 2010s Uh, mm. like he directed ustad hotel uh, you mm. know he would have produced to uh, he's a, i think he's the uh, one of the producers or the producer of bangalore days so uh, uh, he produced premam so the guy who made rajamanikam kind of is a really big part of the guy who kind of changed malayalam industry in the 2010s uh, along with anwar rashid is uh, ashikabu and then of course then you have amal nirad even he had uh, kind of made movies in the 2000s but it felt like these guys were making the movies they originally wanted to make or something like that in the 2010s along with them we had some of the like like directors like you know uh, anjali menon she made a couple of films even even directors like the older directors like vk prakash sanjit uh, satyanandika they they all you felt like they were like at least doing something different like ranjit aran is a completely transformed director when you come when it comes to his later years uh, lijo of course uh, with uh, amen or whatever he i should, i really like i remember going to the theater watching this movie called nayakar uh, his first movie hmm. it's a very i mean it, i don't i don't love the movie or anything but it was a fascinating movie there's something interesting going on in that movie uh, and then when he made city of god i'm like dude this guy is like going to kill it you know like mm. by that time if he was a company i would have bought stocks you know you <laughs> kind of knew that you know it had reached that point and then with uh, amen with amen when he made amen or whatever then you know that this guy is like another level so mm. uh, so but even though those are like slightly later like closer to mid 2010s mm. uh, you feel like that that ecosystem had already been created within like by 2011 2012 13 uh, there was another movie called tattathin mariyathu which is a, huh. a very like, very nice feel good movie but it looked very fresh you know it's a very fresh looking like uh, uh, rom com or whatever you want to call it with yeah. new actors and beautiful music and all that so that ecosystem system got created very quickly within that 2013 14 phase and by the time uh, lijo kind of hits his mark with like kind of he had, he had a massive flop okay he had a like a legendary flop called double barrel like an yeah. expensive flop yeah hmm. so after that he kind of came back and kind of not reinvent because amen is also a great movie but uh, when he made uh, angamali diaries and i think around that year or the next year maheshinder pradigaram kind of came uh uh you know and kamati padam came rajeevi mm. had to made two movies before that uh, then you got this this trio right this trio of like really wonderful like malayalam directors who kind of uh, who are really uh, like bigger than kerala like mm. uh, even of course alphonse putran no alphonse yeah. these four or five guys are those really those those four or five malayalam directors who kind of took it to the next level oh, those are yeah. the filmmakers right okay so now yeah. imagine that imagine i am like this north indian guy okay 
or someone who's not from mm. kerala who doesn't know about malayalam cinema at all he just he uh, i i just come to know that uh, there's something called bangalore days i watch it then there's premam i watch it uh, so for someone like me who doesn't know much but who wants to get into malayalam cinema i would imagine that before going to the classics correct me if i'm wrong before going into the mm. classics i should start with the contemporary uh, uh, this thing contemporary movies just like a mm. like a gateway drug kind of right mm. so mm. in in that case what are some of the movies that i have to watch like give me like a malayalam cinema starter pack of yours if you have i'll start with uh, like of course all the films that you mentioned uh, mm. like ustad hotel bangalore days tatta cinema reth uh kumbhalangi nights you know uh maybe north 24 kadam which is kind of slightly uh, underrated in that sense tondi mudalam jirksakshiyam kamati padam uh premam of course uh, maybe neram because he made neram before premam uh you know uh, of course joji which just came out nyan prakashan you have to of course watch helen which is a survival thriller Uh, about about a, about a girl who gets stuck in a freezer it's releasing in hindi also pretty soon but it's like a good place to start uh, then there is this movie i really love called shutter it released in tamil but i think it was a like a flop kind of a thing it's a shutter is basically i don't want to reveal much but it's basically about this family man who gets stuck in a shutter like a like a shop uh, oh. with another person he shouldn't be stuck who should who shouldn't be there with him Uh, then of course the two drishams uh, then there is a, a movie called kali okay dulkar's kali which is a ultra stressful movie like i i get i i get, i i get it's very anxiety inducing yeah 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 anxiety inducing movie so that's another uh, good thriller uh, varathan is another thriller mm. like that you know it's a home invasion thriller which is again you know like uh, like crazy exciting ezra it's not a thriller mm. per se it's like a horror movie but just just think about it. it's a malayalam movie uh, that deals with like jewish ghosts and all those kind of things like there's a synagogue in it and there's a, a there's a portion that's set in the 40s or 50s or something like that so it's like even in the horror genre it's not like a a basic horror film it's hmm. trying something unique you know and there's this whole nuclear explosion angle a nuclear waste angle and all that so it's a, even even that is like a unique like weird quirky movie that you can watch now let's get to the the meat of the thing which i really 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 want to know about which i have not much idea about it's about 80s mm. malayalam cinema because i have this friend called uh, he, he's is my colleague his name is uh, najib each time we meet over the weekend and then we we talk about films and animated films and he, he talks a lot about malayalam films and he was the one who told me that these films are there like uh, Mala- mohanlal's older films because like mm. uh, i had watched only kirchandan mambalam and uh, <laughs> you know these i have seen mohanlal only in hindi films and tamil films before that like i've seen <laughs> iruvar company yeah company yeah, yeah. and of course i knew yeah, okay, this guy is yeah. yeah yeah and i i knew yeah. that okay everyone was saying that uh, mom dad everyone like worships mohanlal and i didn't mm. i knew that he's a good actor but 
I really didn't know how amazing he was until I watched these movies that, you know, Najib, or I'll call him Cheta. Okay? Mm. So until mm. uh, Cheta recommended, not, not to be, no, I, I don't mean to be racist or anything, but it's just what, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just what everyone yeah. in office, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone in office calls him Cheta. He even, he says, don't call me Najib, and I'll just call me Cheta. So he told me to watch these certain yeah. Mohanlal movies from the other. That's when I watched Nadiuri Karte. That's when I watched, uh, mm. um, few movies we'll get to that from padma rajan and everything like that then mm-hmm. i watched guru but that is much later 1997 i yeah, think yeah. i was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so when it comes to 80s malayalam cinema take us to that time uh, tell me about the main filmmakers from that time why they were so good why were they different from each other what they stood for and then uh, maybe talk about some of the landmark films from you know the 80s period so i let me let me kind of draw one like one map for you okay generally uh, when you, uh, the, that whole commercial cinema thing is separate like this priyadarshan satyanandikar thing i mean let me just keep that separate for now but generally in terms of like studying or really going in depth into malayalam cinema there are about five or six directors that that kind of take over every discussion okay so there's uh, adur and arvindan who 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 take one corner of that like they are like the most internationally recognized malayalam filmmakers and stuff like that uh, they made those malayalam classics uh, those like beautiful art artistic movies that that's won like like dozens of national awards and uh, who went to cannes and all those kind of things so maybe one more director that that kind of comes right right close to them is shaji and karun who made uh, vanaprastham but at that time he made movies like uh, piravi and swaham and all that so that's that's one section uh, then in the middle is is kg george which is i mean right now kg george uh, like it's like it's like five, this is you feel like 2010s were supposed to be kg george's era because you feel like he's thriving right now you know more than he was ever spoken about earlier if he was a if he was a cinephile kind of a uh, director you know, 10 15 years back now it's like people are just devouring and like, discussing kg george right left and center so i think he's probably made about 20 to 25 uh, movies in that about at least majority of them are like like textbooks like great movies that are that 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 where the politics hold up today like the politics of those movies are woke and respectable today so kg george is a the huge director of the 80s uh, even though the 90s he hasn't he didn't make anything substantial and the other corner of this is padmarajan and bharatan like uh, padmarajan like a couple of padmarajan movies are like dude like i don't know how to describe how malayalis talk about those directors you know they just tuvana tumbigal and uh, you know namku parkan mundiri topugal yeah. these two are padmarajan classics or whatever which people just talk about all the time and i also personally love those movies in 87 or 88 when these two movies came out in both movies the superstar the new superstar who's like a romantic hero come mass hero come everything like mohanlal and mammootty they could do anything like in both the films mohanlal is in love with a non virgin right which mm-hmm. is like a really like like a yeah. really crazy thing to imagine like i'm just giving a, for context in jagame tandaram which released last week you know mm-hmm. there is an explicit need to kind of tell you that aishwarya lakshmi is uh, uh, the aunt right yeah you get yeah, it like yeah. it's not the actual mother of course in yenayar in there 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 are those films that do that as well but there is a reason why you need to be told that uh, ashwarya lakshmi is the aunt and the kid has to call her amma and stuff like that like you you think because padmarajan is a writer right 
if you are a writer if you are a novelist you are not thinking in terms of screenplay you are not thinking in terms of business you are writing a, a fucking story and you just want to make that into a film yeah. so you are not yeah. like stuck with all this a center b center nonsense and you just making you know movies mm. so it's mm. ridiculous like the movies like there are movie like arab arab arapatta kitta gramathil there is a movie that's basically about three guys who drank the whole night and it's about oh, one one guy insisting that he wants to go to a brothel that's wow. the movie uh, uh. yeah three by padmarajan hmm. they uh, probably it's a, they drank the whole night and in the early in the morning they just the one guy just wa- has to go to a brothel that's the story so this is like even now even with all these lijo like uh, even with this era of filmmaking you feel like this is so ballsy yeah you know so that's how these guys were you know those are two padmarajan movies and of course bardan movies bardan movies like you know taalwaram which is written by mt vasudevan nayar you know like lot of a uh, uh, lot of classics of that era again uh, vaishali like for instance there's a movie called vaishali which is like i'll tell you bro it's like it's like reading an amar chitra kada like it's it's like he's a he's a he's a, he's a painter like bharatan is an artist uh, originally he was an art director who became a director so like that first frame itself right starts with like a vulture eating like uh, like a uh, like a dead cow or something like that it starts with that oh, and within wow. that shot you know that the film is about like a, a kingdom without water you know bharatan's films are like like it's so visual and, and it really makes you feel that place you know like tarwaram and all that you feel like you are you are in that place you feel the heat you mm. you feel that some crawly things of that grass kind of a thing getting stuck to your skin and scratching you when you watch those kind of movies so yeah. these are the the five or six like serious like like proper directors I, i'm not i don't mean any insult or anything to the other directors yeah, yeah, i'm just course. talking about those looks big ass serious respected directors like the like how you talk about dijojo spelisheri and you know like uh you know uh, dilish pothan and uh, all of them now these are the five main guys apart mm. from that there was the directors like cb malil uh, mm. satyanandikard uh, priyadarshan mm. uh, hariharan who, who made really beautiful movies in the 80s joshi like joshi is a name like i don't know how like uh, basically when i talk to my tamil friends uh, joshi is like shankar for the last 30 40 years okay is mm. he's, he's always made the biggest films is the only guy who can get mohanlal for the first for one movie mammootty for the next movie dilip for the third movie uh, prithviraj for the fourth movie he can get anybody he wants and mm. he'll always work with the happening script writer of that time the the happening commercial script writer of that time so mm. it's like how do i kind of tell you it's like the commercial cinema had their great commercial film directors these middle parallel rt directors were the best like in every way in every way malayalam cinema was like kind of uh, we we are safe you know right. there's not a movie like every week the flop movies are watchable that was that was the kind of period between mm-hmm. 85 and 95 even the shittiest movies all of us would have watched all of us know the stories uh, like you know movies that like mukesh is the hero when jagadish is the hero even mm. those movies are very nice and likable and watch right. so that's one period where everything was kind of working you know mm-hmm. uh, of course even at that time you can't say the industry was thriving and we were like you know making blockbusters every day and things like that but you know it's just one time where there were really good commercial directors really good art cinema uh, uh, like serious filmmakers so uh, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned couple of uh, films i think two to two or three films from these different directors why don't we take each yeah. director 
and yeah. the best films by him like if we can start with adur right i i think i've watched three of his films uh, one mm. is uh, um, like vidyan uh, then there's this Vidayan, film yeah. called uh, anand yeah madhulagal i watched anandaram. that is yeah, yeah, yeah. anandaram um uh, yeah the monologue yeah, Mad- yeah. madhulagal is my like one of one of my all time favorites once again because yeah yeah such a beautiful looking film that to set within like like a prison this was something i yeah. watched like late last year but hmm. one thing i want to ask about adur is um for me it holds up even now right uh yeah. what was the reception of uh, these movies back uh, back in the you know the late 80s and 90s like um was were they considered like parallel cinema like that by the people who were watching it that time or was it like any mm. other movie did they do well and uh, was it easily accepted by people see he was always celebrated okay he mm. made this movie in the in 73 or 74 called swayamaram which mm. everybody like every it's a very accessible kind of a film everybody should watch it and there's a lot of good writing on swayamaram that's written in english like a lot of pdfs that you can read about the film to understand how like why it's so, such a great film so right from swayamvaram adur was like everybody was very proud of adur everybody is like okay malayalam cinema is very seriously like malayalam cinema has kind of traversed boundaries because of adur but 90% of the people who know adur and read his interviews and spoke about him would have not probably never watched uh, one of his films mm-hmm. you know that that was generally kind of the kind of like at that time or whatever everybody knows adur everybody takes pride in the fact that adur is a malayali filmmaker but they maximum watched one or two films that's hmm. that's how it was at that time you know hmm. uh, because i remember like like we are like uncles and like people when you watch those movies on sundays and all that the second is an adur film you know, the films that will play with this uh, uh, hard coded arabic and hindi subtitles and all that they'll change it because they're not ready to watch that kind of a film you know hmm. and this is generally a joke like generally like uh, there's a joke like if, if somebody like for instance if if you ask somebody to get you something from that table and that that guy takes a really long time to get you that from the table they like only on the adur cinema like that <laughs> the joke is like if you take some time you take a little extra time to do something they'll kind of compare you with an adur film and stuff like that but but if you're asking me if they commercially made money and all that like definitely not like how do i tell you in in uh, like anu eager is the smallest theater in eager right like yeah. like that there is a theater called sangeetha in kochi it's sarita the biggest savita and sangeetha the tiniest these are all films these are all sangeetha films you know <laughs> so it's right. like they will get a release which itself is a big deal because these guys are superstars of their area their zone you know hmm. but it's definitely not like you know vanaprastham i remember vanaprastham is i think just a film before narasimha or something like that it released in 2000 and mm-hmm. mohanlal with all his might and the fact that he got a national award and all that nobody went to watch that movie you know mm-hmm. nobody went to watch because they know that it's like a shaji and karun movie uh, like he's a kathakali artist and it just didn't matter to them you know mm-hmm. so these films they might watch it if it comes on the tv uh, then people like us like the, 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 those like those people who take cinema seriously they of course would have watched it when it uh, with series or some cassettes and all that but it's not like a generally like everybody is watching adur movies every day it's not like that it's not yeah. like satyajit ray or anything in in calcutta it's not like a it's not like everybody is watching it 
but i think personally like whoever is watching or listening right don't uh don't get scared of you know uh, like how vishal described in the sense of course it is difficult to get into if you if you're not familiar with malayalam cinema if you're not a little bit open to experiencing other things uh like if you want to listen to my personal recommendation please please watch uh, madalagal and yeah. vidyan especially um yeah madalagal is a very straightforward story there is not uh, you don't have to it is political also if you want to think a little extra about it it but you'll 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 just enjoy it if you um if you don't think about subtext and all of those things vidyan on the other hand it's a little intense it has uh, you know mamuti playing this zamindar right he's like a he's like a landlord yeah, kind yeah. of a thing landlord, um yeah. yeah so this film i just suggest watch it um watch it on one side but on the other hand just keep in mind the things that are going on right now uh in the sense with the government i don't know it depends also on which side of which side you're leaning mm-hmm. towards and everything if you want to understand the subtext but if you are little towards the left leaning side uh you'll understand that movie much better and then it is so amazing that he made such a movie so much before uh that is still so relevant right now so whoever wants to check out adur's movies all of them are on youtube with a pretty good print or actually a really good print everything with subtitles really good subtitles so just check them out so yeah sorry uh the other directors like uh, kg george you mentioned padmaraj and all of these guys yeah so kg george is uh, uh, like again a director who he made his first film in the 70s and most of his films were in the 80s and he's the kind he's the kind of director uh, who's who's made like a damn good film in every genre you know he's he's made like the, those benchmark of those like if you if you talk about a satire like there is a film called panjavadi palam okay hmm. where it's like it's got it's got the like you feel like you're watching those cartoons right they're like not cartoon as in like tom and jerry but cartoons as in those political cartoons yeah. if they if if that is made into a film using live action that's the kind of uh, uh, that's the kind of uh, feeling you'll get when you watch a film like called uh, panjavadi palam it's basically about the entire village uh, getting together to to build one one bridge like one 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 bridge and uh, all the characters have very quirky interesting names and it's like it's such a visual film like for instance like there is a there is an introduction shot for a for a bureaucrat like for a government uh, servant and then you can't see him because he's covered with files that are completely covering him you can only see him peeping through the files and you can see his hands mm-hmm. and the film that he i think made maybe one or two films before that is this film called yavanika okay which is which is a huge like a really really important film in mamotti's career and mm-hmm. it's just it's as a thriller you can watch it today and it still holds up it's, a, mm-hmm. it's about a murder that's happened in this theater troupe and the like mamotti's like a like an investigating officer that comes to kind of investigate i remember watching it when i was 5 and 6 and i'm like dude like dude, you have no idea like what's happening like what's uh, you know what's going to happen in that particular film and it's like a damn fascinating movie it's called yavanika it's there on hotstar and there is another movie called lekayude maranam or flashback okay hmm. that's also around the same period i think early 80s hmm. in lekayude maranam or flashback it's basically it is open knowledge like how you know what ever is about the same way yeah. everybody knows what lekayude maranam is about it's basically um, about balu mahendra's life like bharat oh. movie the character he hmm. plays uh, like a fictionalized version of balu mahendra 
okay that's mm. that's the male side of it but the other side of it is about like one act like one aspiring actress who kind of comes to madras to kodambakam to become a heroine you know mm. and the kind of sleazy people that she has to kind of deal with how she becomes a heroine how she falls in love with this balu mahendra kind of a character and the thing is apparently in one of the documentaries that just came out about kg george kg george went and borrowed film stock from balu mahendra while he shooting this movie hmm. so you, these guys operated such a level you know it's like they are not like regular people they are not afraid of these kind of things being made about them it's not like they'll uh, like like you know create issues for you or anything like that so it's yeah. like that that's the kind of uh, time that was so these three movies are really important if you want to get into uh, kg george uh, hmm. then there's a really trippy his first movie is a movie called swapnadanam which hmm. is about a random guy like a crazy random guy who ends up in the egmore railway station okay oh. and uh, they just he just he just walk he just walks around he doesn't know what's happening and then it, the entire film is basically like a like a uh, like a psychoanalysis session he somehow reaches a mental hospital and the entire movie plays out in his memories like as oh, he's wow. being uh, mm. yeah like this is first movie so kg uh, george like you guys like it's like you you need to get into his movies that's that it's like it's it's crazy good the politics is solid and it's very it's, it's not inaccessible or anything like that. it's not like you might feel little like you might feel a little scared of arvindan's movies and all that because you're, you're not really sure where at, at what level it's operating at but kg george's films like you'll get it you'll get you'll get everything that's happening even if you don't really understand maybe some subtext or anything it's still a like very interesting fascinating movie to watch yeah, yeah. So, so what were some of some of the other films from the 80s not necessarily which are um like not necessarily which are dark or progressive but something light like you know nadodi kaattu and the sequels that followed okay i'll i'll, I'll draw you like a picture of the huh. commercial landscape then okay yeah. so satyanandhi kaattu makes realistic movies but they're comedies Mm. okay uh, there, there there's a, there's an element that he's made uh, comedies i mean he's made like fan like a fantasy called pappan priyapatta pappan and all that which is like a like a very uh, like an outlier for even even satyanandikat but he makes realistic comedies about middle class life okay generally mm. it's slightly problematic and complicated now because people kind of deem those films to be apolitical and all that so mm. that is satyanandikat this priyadarshan who makes really like Uh, uh like uh, what do you call it uh, random movies okay like I, basically there is a movie called boeing boeing which is one of the first films to kind of establish him uh, which is basically mukesh and uh, mohanlal their roommates they're living in an apartment in chennai i think you know the film i think it's supposed to be chennai and hmm. they're both dating like a like a dozens of i mean they're dating many air hostesses so they've got one air hostess coming in and there's another air hostess going out the, the whole confusion it got remade in uh, like uh, garam masala later in garam yeah. masala yeah so yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, boeing boeing in the 80s uh, pradeshan became something else in the 90s he became like a the number one director in the 90s but in the 80s he used to still make all these really lovely like super fun comedies where like kilikam and all that early 90s mm. kilikam mm. was like another like hilarious hilarious movie and then by the end of 80s siddik lal came and hmm. siddik lal kind of changed the changed the industry from that masala cinema malayalam hmm. cinema's biggest movies became comedy movies hmm. you know so along with satyanandikar priyadarshan siddik lal it's like the blockbusters those films that run for a year and out became comedies 
So Siddiklal's first movie itself is a movie called Ramji Rao Speaking. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Ra- uh, Ramji Rao Speaking only became Hera Fairy. Yeah. Uh, Prayadarshan made it Hera Fairy in the nineties. Uh, Then In Harihar Nagar, another blockbuster. Hmm. Then Godfather, which is like a movie that you have to watch. It's like hmm. like all time great Malayalam movie, and it's not even like a superstar. Mukesh acted in Godfather, and I hmm. think it's the first Malayalam movie to run for like three sixty five days or something like that. One more uh, uh, apology slash confession. Um, Malus are probably going to kill me for this, but I've I've never watched uh, Mani Chitrata till now, uh, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which. Yeah. Chaita again at office. He's like he can't believe it because I've only watched uh, Chandramukhi <laughs> in uh, in Tamil, <laughs> and I believe Manish Thakur. If I'm not wrong, it's like one of the like the biggest landmark films of you know the '90s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I shouldn't forget. Like it's like crazy that I didn't mention Fasil, but Fasil is also like a really really important director of the '80s and '90s. You know, hmm. he introduced Mohanlal. He introduced hmm. Mohanlal and Fahad Fasil. Like, should I tell? Should I need I say more? So he, his, <laughs> I, his eye for spotting talent is, you know, crazy. So, you know, so Fasil so, is basically uh, Fasil's dad, right? For yeah, anyone who yeah. doesn't know. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fasil, everybody knows in Tamil also because he made many hit films in Tamil as well. Okay, like yeah. uh, uh, Friends, you know? Oh, Kadal. No, Friends is Siddiq. Yeah. Oh, Kadal. Yeah. Oh, Kadal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kadal. Yeah. Oh, Kadal. Yeah. and uh, so yeah. down to the 90s down to 2000s which you describe is not such a great period for malayalam cinema uh, it went in a slightly more commercial route but even within those mm. like we discussed there's movies like uh, tanmatra and karcha so what are these mm. other unmissable movies from the 2000s that you know not many people might know of which people have to watch on the one hand on the one hand it is these really huge mamuti mohanlal movies right like uh, narasimham and all that narasimham uh, rajamanikam and on mm-hmm. the other side that's when the whole shakila wave started 2000 mm-hmm. like to to be fair exactly 2000 that's when that whole soft porn wave kind of started and mm-hmm. by the time it's about 2004 or 2005 they're talking mm-hmm. about a period where malayalam cinema will cease to exist there is a oh. term called pradisandhi like crisis like there's a crisis in the malayalam film industry where of mm. the 60 or 70 movies that are releasing more than half are soft porn that's the first time we're seeing a lot of theaters shutting down and becoming this auditoriums and all that all that has started happening at that time you know so mm. the like there's a film that, that released in around i think 2004 or 2005 called udayanaanathar Okay, yeah. which is hmm. which is at the peak of that uh, peak of that crisis. Uh, it basically Mohanlal is an assistant director trying to make his first movie, and hmm. then his script gets stolen, and the guy who steals his script becomes a superstar. That's hmm. the story. That's uh, Srinivasan, uh, right? I guess Srinivasan. Srinivasan yeah. wrote the film, and hmm. is directed by this guy called Roshan Andrews, who was hmm. another really big name of the two thousands. Like a yeah. used to make really good movies of that era. Udayanand uh, Tharan came, and that was a really big hit, like a a movie that ran ran for hundred and one fifty days, and uh, it's supposed to like uh, rejuvenated the industry, and it also called out all the problems in the industry. So, like it it is a like a really amazing movie to kind of like to to have at that point, you know. So Roshan Andrews is a very important uh, director, uh, mm. and he himself made another movie. 
I'm not getting the name of that movie. He also made a couple of movies with Mohanlal. Uh, one is this like tragic super flop called Casanova. But mm. before that, he made really nice movies with Mohanlal, you know. So mm. he's also a very important director whose work you should check out. Apart from that, I mean, of course, everybody has to watch uh, Karcha and Tanmatra. I think a lot mm. of people have seen Tanmatra. I don't know. Like, because Tanmatra seems to be like the movie. A lot of people talk about Tanmatra. Um, I think because I think Vijay Sethupadi spoke about Tanmatra a few times. But yeah. he, uh, the same director, Blessy, who's Padmarajan's assistant, Hmm. he made a really lovely movie called karcha that's his first film very hmm. understated very like a very normal beautiful kind of a movie about a film projectionist like mamuti is a film projectionist uh, hmm. who gets this kid who like randomly finds this kid like this kid who's uh, who goes missing from gujarat who randomly lands up in kerala and he takes care of that kid you know it becomes that entire the entire family kind of tries to adopt that kid and it's a, such a lovely movie like So right. there is another um, uh, blessy movie called Brahmaram which you need to watch because that's a damn good like Mohanlal performance you know mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of that entire movie is basically about a guy who I who behaves very deceptively even though he's holding like 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 there's there's revenge he's hiding his revenge you know and mm-hmm. he's trying to behave very nicely it's a very complicated kind of a performance classmates is another great movie like a reunion it kind of started that whole trend of like reunions you know like mm-hmm. actually like culturally not in right. movies like this is because a movie like classmates came it's about a college reunion where people get back together and then there is a murder in that situation mm-hmm. you know oh, so okay yeah i think we have we have i think around th- at least 30 films to start with now so you don't you don't have to worry about thinking of more from the 2000s so basically yeah. if you look at the next decade right um what are you mm. looking forward to in terms of malayalam cinema in terms of movies or in terms of filmmakers or any rising trends that you're seeing that is happening and what is something that you think has to change is there any negative part that you notice in malayalam cinema that is being either overused or overdone or something problematic that has to change in the next 10 years yeah see like the, the one main thing i need to kind of like uh, say is malayalam cinema uh, it, 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 it's at a phase where there are like like good movies that are coming out of the state and being watched everywhere but hmm. nobody should think that every malayalam cinema is good or anything like that okay it's definitely not the case it's the yeah. opposite like the the if you are, if you talk about actual ratio like okay of 100 films there are probably 10 films which are like good and profitable and like really good watchable films that you can recommend but hmm. those 10 films are i think always almost always there in hmm. any industry you kind of talk about 10 movies out of 100 that i think any industry can manage just that right. these 10 movies are are so good that they can work outside the state apart from that like the the best thing like i think one of the best things that's happening right now is you know this uh, like every like the new directors like there are at least if you make that list of the 10 films hmm. at least four or five films will be new directors hmm. you know uh, they they'll, they'll be guys who just made their first film and they've somehow managed to uh, you know get good cinematography because kumbhalinga night is a debut the first time filmmakers movie and mm. it's already one of the greatest malayalam cinemas and all that like people talk about it everywhere so mm. kumbhalinga night is a first time f- filmmakers uh, movie uh, maheshinder pradigaram was a first time uh, filmmakers movie uh, mm. uh, then uyare is a first time directors movie so that i think is a damn good thing 
like mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot of the directors who became big names in the 2010s uh, when they tried to make their first movie in the 2000s i don't think they had that ecosystem Mm-hmm. like they had ideas they had style all that they could have had but there's no ecosystem there's no audience for it there's probably not enough theaters for those kind of people uh, then there's no enough people in the industry who will probably get their sensibility but right now is a phase where you can come with a script like helen and there is a set of people who will completely support you and ha- help you get that movie made you know right. so within three films within three or four films anna ben is like a like like a star You know, yeah and you're excited about what she's doing next so there's an ecosystem like that there's a movie yeah. like maya nadi that's happening so so it's like the ecosystem is good where you can get those films made very easily which wasn't there earlier hmm. but in the next 5 or 6 years i hope that continues it's like the new directors they should keep coming and those new directors and new writers they should kind of keep changing the industry because like like yeah, like i mean we're just talking about jagameet andaram right you feel hmm. like okay you feel like damn like, like i was so excited about karthik subraj but are we kind of seeing him like okay are we are we had enough of him you know mm-hmm. to understand that thought that yeah. is this is this guy done you know so yeah. i don't want that to happen with these guys and that's the difference because i think in malayalam you make a damn good film your second film that you get your second or third film is still with fahad than dulkar hmm. so and uh, the, or with nivin so hmm. these three have constructed their stardom in such a way that they can still play whatever the fuck they want to play so you you're saying that what what is happening in the other industries like tamil and all that is like in terms of stars and everything that is not thankfully not happening in malayalam cinema right there's a lot more attention to writing and uh, more attention to the story rather than fitting it retrofitting it into the image yeah. of the stars and everything right? yeah yeah right. it's it's like if you go to fahad like mm. what do you have to do because like even if, even if we are thinking about it as outsiders but mm. you don't have, you you can't even think of like if somebody tells you change the script what do you do because mm. there's nothing you can do he's done everything like he he does all kinds of roles so yeah. you don't need to make him a good guy at all like you don't need to make him a hero at all for the film to become a hit so you have yeah. the freedom to do whatever right if yeah. you want to write a psycho killer film for uh, uh uh fahad you can do that if you want to make right. uh like dulkar has already done something like that you know you can he's already done like a serial killer kind of a movie when he when he started off hmm. so hmm. you have the freedom to do, do that but the second you get dates with like uh vijay ajit or rajni you really you can't you don't have that option right, right. so so uh vishal we down to the last segment okay so don't think this is like a huh. rapid fire anything but this segment <laughs> yeah. is called like two mark questions which is like okay. you, you don't have to think too much you it's just you can delve into it also if you want but is rather objective mm. type so firstly question number 1 uh team mm. mammootty or team mohanlal i know this is not ajit vijay concept is not like that in kerala but still if you had to choose and why it's more complicated than ajit vijay as a debate Mohan no no in the sense that uh, is that sense of you know um, over here if you be, if you like vijay a lot yeah. you you don't just like vijay yeah. you have to uh, abuse ajit fans also right so is it that the same case yeah. uh, in uh, kerala also or is it yeah 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 like 
okay yeah, it was pretty much like that like uh, growing up and all that it was pretty much like that if you are uh, uh, but i say i'll tell you my problem my mom my mom is a huge mammootty fan and huh. my brother is a huge mohanlal fan you know huh. so i could i didn't have a choice like i was always in the middle even though we're not really like one movie watching family or anything like that but i was really stuck in the middle and hmm. uh, i really cannot choose i really like i don't think any like lover of malayalam cinema will be able to choose like if you ask me uh, like if you ask me about ajit or vijay and all that i'll have an answer yeah. but the thing with mammootty mohanlal i really cannot give you an answer because i have like like my biggest most amazing memories are of like you know like traveling from pune to palakkad to watch parisi raja first day for sure which is mammootty's mm. film okay one of the greatest like memories the same way uh, another huge day of my life is the day i went and went and watched sagar elias jackie which is another this cool mohanlal film which eventually the film was not great or anything like that but the excitement of that movie was bigger than anything bigger than any other film of my life so it's like mammootty and mohanlal is too complicated but if mammootty cries i'll cry and if mammootty and if mohanlal does mass and action and all that i am whistling so it's like it's like it's too like too in my blood to kind of decide right you know? okay i'll i'll allow you yeah. this diplomacy for this question alone but <laughs> yeah, uh, the rest yeah. the rest of the stuff is not like this or that kind if you had to pick just one film that hmm. defines malayalam cinema like malayalam cinema equal to this film that uh, someone new like some foreigners coming you have to give him like a malayalam like one hmm. malayalam film what is that right now if if i am introducing somebody like or like a foreigner comes and says okay uh, you are a film critic what my, i'll i i my film will be maheshwar pavigar it, it's made like it's it speaks the language of today's malayalam cinema but it's also a, a really proper malayalam film you know so uh, it's got uh, the comedies like that the characters are like that it's it's malayalam cinema uh, it's the two malayalam cinemas i love into one movie what is one of the most uh underappreciated or misunderstood malayalam films that not many people got so i'll say the films of this director rohit no vs rohit ah. uh who made kala yeah hmm. uh, he made one movie called adventures of omana kutan which is a like i'm not saying it's an amazing movie but it's a very interesting movie uh, hmm. but he also made this movie called iblis uh, hmm. which is a fantasy which is a completely different pitch like it's a very very strange weird quirky film so mm-hmm. i think he's very underappreciated i think people should check out his films more one mm. uh, when i say the words film poster right movie poster mm. one mm. one poster that comes to your mind in terms of malayalam cinema mm. big b big p big b we are basically english thinking malayalis right we Eng- <laughs> uh, people yeah. who think in english who think cool is american and hollywood and stuff like that right so uh-huh. people like that the first time i thought dude what the fuck is this? this is so fucking cool was big b there's a poster where it's like a low angle kind of a shot and one guy is lying on the ground you can see the entire oh, yeah. uh yeah and you can see a shot cool. and I'll it's the first up. time i'll tell you in malayalam uh, no. you know whenever these hindi films release like hum tum manmabate and all that when they release they'll uh-huh. get that, that glossy kind of a poster right yeah. like that glossy yeah you can see it's a shiny kind of a poster Uh, mm-hmm. and those each poster supposed to be 35 40 rupees it's expensive whereas mm-hmm. malayalam posters are like 15 rupees 10 rupees it's like one third the price but mm-hmm. the first time big p released you it is everywhere and it's just the fucking posters are 
like so beautiful bro like, like the entire city became beautiful because big b's posters are all around you know so mm-hmm. for me it has to be big b yeah i think you have like a fascination for posters also because i really do you can you can see that behind yeah. and any other poster yeah. that come to your mind uh, kamal hasan movie right now the, the name's just stuck in my it's just stuck it's not coming it's a movie that came in 1990 it's jayaram and kamal hasan it's directed by tk rajiv kumar it's produced by navari apachan i know everything but just the title of that movie is just not coming i'll get it me. i'll get it for you one second kamal yeah. hasan chanakyan chanakyan exactly sorry sorry right, so chanakyan right, right. if you if you can just search for chanakyan you will find an animated poster like a comic book poster oh oh yeah yeah bro oh, so the wow. people talk about when people talk about the poster of aranya kandam and all that i'm thinking about this this came at like at least 20 years before aranya kandam no oh damn oh, like, so, this is like amar chitrakuta tinkle type of uh, thing yeah yeah but like action like i mean it's like a uh, more like a japanese comic kind of a sensibility yeah so yeah. my life's mission is to somehow get this poster like you uh, said uh, there was some there was there was some movie that you thought uh, if you could buy stocks you you'll invest in this uh, this thing right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Huh. so same that about actors yeah huh. okay it could yeah. be actors also so for the next 10 years uh, you have to invest in stocks of different actors and everything so this is one guy whose stock is going to go up like crazy i feel sharafuddin like sharafuddin right okay. now if you invest i think yeah his stocks will really go up even tovino i think if you ever get a chance i think you have to keep investing in tovino and asif ali joju another actor sushin sham the music director he's mm. also somebody like like you know he, i feel he's already kind of blown up he's already got like like super hit songs and all that but still damn fascinating there's a director called don palatra i've i've still got a couple of movies of his that i need to finish watching but mm. i think he's the that that art cinema the the guy to kind of watch out mm. for like you know the main like you know like sanil kumar shashadharan like i i remember i interviewed him before his first movie released in chennai so mm. that time itself i i knew this guy is just going to like blow up and then he did you know mm. like uh, so he of course like a like a major voice in malayalam cinema right now one thing just one particular aspect that other industries can learn from malayalam cinema i think uh, this culture of making writers stars i think it's a good culture like hmm. uh, uh, yeah so I, that was i think always there to some extent they say that about tamil also with like bagiraj and all that but i don't really think it was it ever became like a yeah. subculture or anything like that yeah but it, bagiraj was, was like bagiraj was yeah. like writer director also no? and then actor also yeah so he yeah, pretty much what, yeah. did the whole thing and that's what you have to do okay. in tamil cinema um you have your uh, used to have your sujata and then uh, you know yeah. people like them jay mohan shubha and all jay that mohan, like, so far, yeah, okay. yeah 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 so but you can't really yeah. say that you know like it's not like that but in in malayalam cinema even at every phase like there's an a director called dennis joseph who, i mean there's a writer called Gen- dennis joseph who passed away maybe a month ago or something like that so mm. the generally the assumption is you just buy a script from dennis joseph and come and that movie is a super hit you know mm-hmm. and there were those kind of writers in every era 
you know uh, srinivasan is a great script writer lohidadas so you hear you know like you hear like in the 2000s and all that you know that okay lohidadas script is apparently 10 lakhs or something like that it's good right you know you are not only hearing about the uh, mohanlal and mammootty salary you are also hearing how expensive a screenplay was and all that you know mm-hmm. so there are all the lots of those screen now sham pushkar is a superstar right yeah like in his own right he because of screen writing is a superstar so right. that i think is a good thing to have tamil cinema has always had superstars and superstar directors super superstar music directors but hmm. that superstar writers i think is a, a good culture to just kind of have yeah. and that will change yeah. the industry okay so, okay vishal so uh, that that's uh, we're down to the end so i think yeah. anyone who's like new to malayalam cinema i think we have easily around 30 50 recommendations movies and even like a deeper understanding of like malayalam filmmakers to start with right so i think even easily one or two months is sorted in terms of malayalam cinema at least so thank you thank you so much for doing this and for your time yeah. and you know just taking out i think it's been we were supposed to talk for like uh one one and a half hours but it's it's become like two, two uh ஒன்னாக like uh, i i don't know i i feel like because if i i missed out fasil right so I, i'm pretty sure i missed out on like some major filmmakers major works and all that but of course we didn't go back to before 70s you know we didn't uh, go uh. we didn't we didn't touch any like we didn't do, talk about chemin we didn't do like any of the classics from before the 70s mm. but you know these are all like you know it's very easy i can tell you like uh, like uh, third there's a 30 35 films in within one month you can like really easily watch like one iconic film per director two or three iconic film per actor and have hmm. a decent idea of the greatness or whatever the, the expanse of malayalam cinema at least to right. get the different kind of uh, you know flavors uh, from the 80s to 90s to 2000 so it's like a good place to start don't think about it as anything more complicated than that yeah know? yeah so yeah because this is this yeah. is going to be called something in malayalam cinema 101 and i think this is like a really really great place to start if you're looking for even yeah. more i'm going to link some of uh, you know vishal's articles and all in the description especially the yeah. one which like the the most visually pleasing malayalam films right there are a lot of films from the yeah. 60s and 70s that you've mentioned so they can start with that but yeah. other than that yeah. i think this is this is like a great place to start with next yeah. time we'll do tamil films also and then tamil directors also the you know the adolescent teenage years uh, uh, and your love for cinema during the harris years i call them the, <laughs> the harris years yeah. yeah right yeah oh shit harris is a separate episode altogether <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah thanks vishal okay thanks thanks yeah, okay thanks man